episode 015 of the Energy Edge podcast. Hi, this is Terry Crawley, co-author of Sleeping Your Way to the Top. I'm a huge fan of the show and encourage you to get your energy edge through sleep and listening to the Energy Edge podcast. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your energy edge is a must. The Energy Edge podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Treva Yasino. Treva, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm right in the middle of a snack. Really? <laughs> right now. What are you having, Treva? Well, yes, you will probably be entertained by it. I'm actually eating some rice chips and some raw fermented uh, sauerkraut. And, you know, anytime we talk about food, I'm all in. But I'm sure you're going to make fun of me about sauerkraut. No, not at all. I just have, now have no appetite. So thank you for curing my <laughs> desire to have a snack right now. But uh, I, don't know, I think snacks sometimes can be very, very personal. Uh, people often have their go-to snacks and uh, sometimes very consistent that certain time of day. And we're going to get into that. But I'd love to tell you and tell my wife, her favorite one, Treva, is Trader Joe's dark chocolate and then 70%. And uh, ain't mama happy if there is no dark chocolate as her snack in the house. <laughs> I love it. That's not my go-to. So what is yours? Just out of curiosity. Um, I'm more of a salty person. You know, I like, I like salty things. So, um, so I don't eat chips. I usually get some sort of hummus or I make my own hummus and do some sort of rice chips. So that's kind of my go-to. And snacks is a hot topic right now, isn't it? It is. Snacking is definitely our favorite pastime. We snack all day long and here we thought, you know, hot dogs and baseball and apple pie were our favorite American pastimes. Nope. It's not true. And Brian, you know that I am a data and science junkie, so I can't go one episode without sharing one of those. Yeah, so why don't you uh, let us snack on one of your stats, <laughs> So this one's from Huffington Post. So what is it? it? It is. So Americans are spending much more on snacks like protein bars, chips, beef jerky, and things like that, while the overall grocery spending remained almost flat, um, according to Nielsen, like you said, of the Huffington Post. And worldwide... Snacks rose 2%, which you think isn't a big deal, but it went to $374 billion for the year ending that's in crazy. March. I know. That's a lot of money. And that was in 2014. That was three years ago. So you can imagine what that stat is now. Well, no small peanuts, I would assume. <laughs> Another pun. <laughs> well, both of us, as everybody, if you've been listening to our podcast, know we were carboholics growing up and into our young adult lives, actually. And I was thinking, huh, I wonder how much money we probably spent in our lifetime on snacks. But, you know, each of us really paid a price in the, the energy price that we didn't even realize until we were older. So now looking back, remember this, you know, we'd wake up, eat breakfast, usually a sugary cereal, and then we followed it by eating a sugary snack, and then we ate lunch, and then all day long we ate sugary snacks <laughs> until dinner, and then after dinner we ate lots of sugary snacks and probably washed it down with some sort of soda 
Yeah, I know that was my life, Anton. And we've talked about this as me as a kid having a family bread box. It was bread was sold separately. It was only always filled with uh, day old hostess. And uh, it's just amazing how many bad snacks that I ate as a kid and um, just just not good. So where are we headed today with this episode? We are going to talk about snacks. Actually, we're going to talk about the whys of snacks, uh, why we choose poorly, and we're going to give you some tips and tricks on snacking and specific uh, venues in which you snack, um, kind of vulnerable times of the day. So lots, lots more. Yeah, and it just seems like anywhere we go, we have the temptation of snacks. I mean, I'm just getting gas the other day, and you got the TV pump right there that's uh, letting us know what to eat, where to find it, and it just... It makes me wonder why we find ourselves reaching out for them so often. Right. And I think with every client that struggles with, you know, being bombarded, you know, from media and all that, but struggles with cravings or snacking, which is everyone, I have them run through a list in their minds before grabbing anything. So before we start, though, you know, we want to state that snacking is not wrong. It's a matter of when you snack and what you snack on. And of course, why you snack, which usually ends up being why we choose poorly when we snack. Which leads us to why do we snack? Exactly. And we have eight different reasons why we feel that we snack. So why don't you start out with the beginning of the eight? Right. So I'd say boredom is the first one. It's not always easy to detect, but it's usually when you're constantly getting up from your desk or watching TV and you wander into the refrigerator. You know, I'd say boredom is one uh, habit is another one of why we snack and choose poorly because our brains are triggered like an alarm clock to go out the same time of the day and we eat the same types of foods. So what about a third one, Brian? Well, I think it's, it's not eating properly. You know, we're just still hungry later. You know, we didn't have enough at a mealtime and next thing you know, we just find ourselves hungry. Yeah. And I'd say a fourth one would be stress. And I think we can all relate to that, right? We live in a very stressful world, and this is a good one because how many of us out there are kind of emotional eaters? These are usually the snacks we pop in our mouth that are lying around. I call it the machine gun effect. They just like constantly going into the mouth. So with stress, you live in flight, so your cortisol goes up and your immune function goes down. So stress plays a big role in why we snack. How about another one? Not enough protein. You know, I think sometimes if we end up having a lot of carbs through the day and just not getting enough protein, or maybe we start our day and we're just off to the races going full speed ahead from the start of the day and we don't have the protein that we need for the energy and for the brain function, that is easily, easily a reason why we reach for a snack. Um, I'd say, let me see, number six is that we need more water. And this one kind of seems unusual bringing up liquid when we're talking about snacks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But, you know, I think most people need to be reminded of drinking more water as we sit on our rear ends most of the day, because if you check to see that you want a snack, it might be just because you're a little dehydrated. So we just need more water. So I would say seven and eight. Seven would be um, procrastination, right? You want to put something off so you eat. Um, I know I can be guilty of that, especially working from home. And then eight is you're actually hungry. So actually, when you go through this list in your head of all of these eight things, you might actually really be hungry. Our bodies are constantly changing. And if you have increased brain power or you're increasing your workouts or trying to shed a few pounds, you actually might need to eat a snack. So I would say intentionality is the main ingredient here. Like we said, it's not that snacking is bad. We actually should snack, but typically a snack is eaten when we're in some sort of crisis, like we talked about overly hungry, stressed, you know, and the whys we listed above. So take your time to go through the list in your mind. And if all these reasons are satisfied and you haven't already been intentional about the day and scheduling your healthier choice snacks, go for it. 
your body probably needs it. Yeah, I think the key and turning point in this episode, Treva, is is not only why we are choosing a snack, but that we're learning to ask, will this snack actually increase my energy? And I find so often we just pop food in our mouth for different reasons. Like I mentioned, habits, stress or boredom or whatever. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean either the snack has to be lousy <laughs> and they're only eating vegetables and, you know, putting it in hummus or something else like that. The point is we need to begin to learn to snack for energy. And when we do that, everything will change because that's listening to our bodies and what our body actually needs. And oftentimes it is not that just one little thing. It is actually that we need more energy. Absolutely. You know, I, I agree with that. And I think it's a paradigm shift. You know, it's, that's, that's a hard thing because you're not, you're not, uh, actually reacting. You're being proactive when you do that. And so, uh, you know, I think it's just a paradigm shift of getting your mind around, let's be proactive instead of reactive. So there's common times of the day for snacking, right? And Brian, can you tell us what those are? Yeah. And I think for each person, um, it may be different as far as when you're most vulnerable or tempted the most. I mean, it could be mid-morning, especially if you skipped breakfast or you had a, a liquid coffee breakfast. It could be mid-afternoon. Um, it could be the even the evening times. And, you know, we're going to struggle differently with as, as each individual is wired differently and depending on your season of life or your out of your normal habits. Um, I mean, mine personally is about an hour or two after dinner. And uh, that's when I'm starting to crave the dark chocolate. <laughs> and I think we've talked about this. I think you and Susan have this chocolate theme. What's going on there with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've made it a competition. Both of us are very competitive. And uh, she's at the 70% with uh, dark chocolate <laughs> with Trader Joe. And I've upped the game to about 85%. <laughs> Um, she doesn't care that I win because she doesn't think it tastes very good. So anyway, she leaves my chocolate alone. So that's oh, the moral of the story. That. I love that. And I think you even said, you know, yours is at the end of the day when you're tired. So, you know, going through that list again of why you're snacking, I think sometimes we're just tired. But mine is definitely right after lunch. Uh, and this is what happens. I usually don't get enough to eat. That was one of our lists of why we eat snack. I don't usually get enough to eat first thing. If I don't, then I usually end up craving. Um, but if I eat enough and I, you know, I eat well, it leaves me with choosing a snack again that I'm proactive about that boosts my energy for the afternoon. Uh, because and then I'm not hangry and needing something. So, but mine's usually in the afternoon. So, you know, and here's the deal too. You and I are so different. So we realize that everyone's on their own health journey. When you crave, you know, when you have your snack struggle, mine is different. So our journeys are subjective and we're hoping to speak to all of you. So when you're choosing a snack, right, subjectively, you're upgrading right where you are. Yeah, and I think the point, Treva, is that we're not looking for perfection out of the gate here. We're just talking about progress, you know, learning to ask, is this snack going to give me energy? Is there a healthier option of that? And if we can just get with that into our heads, boy, that'd be a game changer automatically before we even get into the nitty gritty or the snacky whatever on this podcast episode. Right. So with that said, we're going to try and attempt for you to define for you unhealthy and healthy snacks. So what are unhealthy snacks? I would say for those of us who are kind of health nuts like myself, Megan Blacksmith talked in her episode 008. She said, if it is a plant, it eats a plant, then you're good to go. That's closer to the whole food source and healthy. But if it's made in a plant, don't eat it. You know, I think a lot of us know when we're eating something that's unhealthy, um, especially if it leaves like, on a chip bag that's leaving 
orange substance on her fingers. Probably not a good sign. <laughs> Step right. away from the Cheetos, my friend. Yeah, but, right. you know, for the rest of us mere mortals that maybe are not necessarily at that uh, level of health and we're maybe aspiring to that, you know, if we're getting some from a convenience store or a vending machine or a gas station, probably 95% of the time, it's not healthy. You know, if it's in a clear package and you're having to open it, more than likely it's not healthy. If it starts with the letter D and ends in the word or ends with onuts, probably not healthy. <laughs> oh, man, that's my, my favorite. That's awesome. So those, that's kind of defining unhealthy snacks. Uh, let's define what healthy snacks are. So I think this is easy to define, but not always easy to eat because because really, the closer you can get to whole foods and non-processed, the better. However, remember we talked about subjective past. So for me to define healthy snack, I'd probably say it like this. Um, it's choosing maybe one snack a day for a whole week that was an upgrade from the week before. So if you're a package of chips and drinking a Coke, move to baked chips, uh, maybe rice chips and an ice drink. And... You know, I don't want to get any horrible emails from all of my cohorts and counterparts that are suggest, you know, that I've suggested these, but we really are on our own path. So, if you're a little healthier and you eat pita chips and hummus with unsweet with a sweetened tea, choose cut up vegetables and hummus and an unsweetened tea. So, really, it's just upgrading from where you're at. That's how I would define a healthy snack. Yeah, and I think there's kind of two different types of snacks. What would you say those two different kinds are, Treva? Well, definitely on the go and being prepared. So let's talk about being prepared first. Can we talk about shopping for a minute, which is everybody's favorite? I don't really know if there's anyone out there who really loves grocery shopping, but I also have found that when you're a little more prepared, people actually don't mind going to the grocery store. So taking a couple minutes to write things down before you go when it comes to snacks, especially is a must. If you go hungry, you are going to end up buying the D ending in onuts for sure. So either get out an old fashioned piece of paper or, you know, pull out your phone and jot down what you're going to buy. Yeah, and we're offering a great little snack list to help us to kind of get off on the right foot in this case here. And you can actually go to livingtree.co, which is um, .co forward slash great snacks. And we're going to give you 40 plus different ideas of snacks. And I promise you there are not all vegetables and hummus. <laughs> and uh, I also have that in the show notes as well. So right. and this is something to treat, you know, we want to be able to, you to take with you. Um, not you personally, but you know, all of us to just kind of start to migrate into making smarter, healthy snack choices that are going to give us energy. Absolutely. So if you just choose just like three or four of those options on the snack list, when you go to, you know, shop and then you make them all at once, all at the same time, really, it's not that big a deal. It'll take five minutes for you to make all of them. So you can take them with you. You pack them in your bag or your purse, of course, you carry on or take them with you to work. And these don't last very long because they are on the healthier end because preservatives, of course, we can put on the shelf for 10 years, right? Um, <laughs> but with these, they don't last as long. And so, you know, if you're taking a short trip and you're going to be at the office most of the day, before you go, take them with you. See how much better you feel. Your blood sugar is going to be more balanced and you'll not have all those up and down feelings after eating a bag of chips or cookies or three or candy bars, you know, or, you know, some of those things that are jumping out at you at the newsstand in the airport, so there's a second type of snack, Brian. What is that? Yeah, and that's on the go. And I'm a big fan of on the go, mostly because I am on the go traveling. 
And it's not always easy to find the healthiest choices, and uh, especially the easiest choices, but you can definitely get better in this area and uh, even master it. And I think, Treva, really the key is, is starting to think ahead. And I know the dreaded word of planning, but mm-hmm. if we can really start to think ahead, we can do much better of snacks on the go. Absolutely. And exactly what I just said about planning ahead if you're going to the store and buying preparable snacks. Interesting, you can get some grab and go snacks there too. So uh, you'll always have them to grab when you're on the go, right? So, and remember, just remember, I know I'm going to drive everyone crazy with this upgrading line, but I guarantee you're not going to forget it. If you are like a drink 20 ounce of Diet Coke and candy bar from a corner gas station kind of person, just make one slight upgrade. Grab a protein bar and maybe a flavored mineral water or even a non-sweetened tea just to start. So we want to talk about um, three venues and ideas for you know snacks. Um, but the three venues, let's talk about those first, Brian. The one is corporate, our corporate world. So those of you obviously that are working you know, at a desk in a corporate world and you know, there's all kinds of Things that happen when you're in the corporate world, you're bombarded with vending machines, you know, uh, between meetings, what happens? Um, You have stashes at the office, you have parties at the office. So when you're going to a vending machine in the corporate world, you know, choose nuts and granola bars over like candy and chips. And how about between meetings? You know, you're going between meetings, driving your car or with other people and they're stopping at your local gas station. Again, choose a protein bar, unsweetened tea. Yeah, and you can um, see examples of that too, um, Treva, as far as like pro meal bars or uh, like a kind bar or a Lara bar. Those are different options out there. Cliff bar, just don't go to the bar as a snack. <laughs> right, right. And you know, even if you're going to have chips, there's loads of options out there, literally. Uh, sweet potato chips are out there. Um, there's lentil chips out there and there, there's lots of them that are baked or made from ingredients that you actually recognize. And I know you're going to make fun of me, but my favorite are beet chips. They're so delicious. And of course you (laughs) eat beet (laughs) chips. Uh, where would you even buy beet chips? (laughs) You can buy them everywhere. They're at the, what I call the regular grocery stores these days. They're of course are at the health food stores, but you can find them at the at the regular grocery stores too. They're good. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, the corporate world can really be a challenge, and especially when there's parties and we're not prepared and there's vending machines and kind of the temptation snacks that are out there. But uh, we really can make some good choices if we really plan ahead. So the second one is working from home. And Treva, this is an area where you are at most of the time. So mm. it's kind of the best and worst of both worlds, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, you love it, but it's, I think being disciplined at home can be more of a challenge for us than anybody else. Because oddly enough, those that work from home are the worst snackers because it's in our face all day. So even when we teach about taking breaks, it's really challenging. You get up from your desk and then you're looking in the kitchen and going right in the kitchen and grazing. So uh, I think it's the same as the corporate world in a lot of ways, but you have a lot more options. And again, the more prepared you are, and it takes literally minutes, the best choice, the better choices you're going to make. But what I would suggest from a working at home person is clean out all the processed foods, you know, start on the weekend clean them all out so you're not tempted to graze all day long. And then here's the other thing, just one suggestion for people that work at home is um, smoothies. And we'll talk about protein powders just in, in a few minutes, but making a smoothie from home is really simple and a great quick way to get a snack. And then you can sip on it, you know, all day. 
And so you know, working a good from point, home. Trevor, as far as with grazing, you know, uh, when I work from home, well, which is some of the time, it is so easy to just graze and that you never really eat. And so you're grazing all day long, which kind of messes up lunch and dinner a little bit. And mm. uh, definitely, definitely a challenge. And uh, the third venue we talked about was, was traveling. And uh, this is kind of a danger zone. Right. Absolutely. But I think it's doable. And Brian, you have a lot of experience in this. So you can probably speak to this, you know, in a couple minutes. But I know all of you seasoned travelers know that you can actually take food through the security at, the, you know, at the airport. So, and those who travel by car, you don't really have any excuses. So again, it's prepared, right? Uh, prepare, you know, you need to be prepared. You need to think ahead, but we all know the pitfalls of travel. It's hard because you're preparing to go, you're traveling, and then you're coming home to recover. So let's just try something a little bit different and take some snacks with us. You know, the Ziploc baggies, making some homemade trail mix. This is my absolute favorite thing to do. Uh, I, you can go to the grocery store and get a variety of nuts and maybe some cacao um, nibs or chocolate chips and then um, some coconut and put them in jars and then you've got snacks that you can take in the Ziploc all the time uh, for weeks. And then, um, you know, so Ziploc baggies can be your friend if you're prepared even when you travel. Yeah. And a lot of times the hotels will have, you know, free breakfasts or maybe not a free breakfast, but a lot of different options. I know I'll snag um, hard boiled eggs that are already peeled um, and use those as snacks of the day. They work out great, especially when my, my day goes sideways and um, lunches a lot later or all of a sudden stuck in traffic. And so I, I, I want to buy something unhealthy at the airport, you know, getting um, coffee cups filled with mixed nuts and granola is a great option with there. Or oftentimes it's just finding a local Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's and and finding some of the pre-made um, snacks that are there. You can get the hard-boiled eggs there as well. You can get the individual snack packs and something that you could do very, very quickly. And it makes a big, big difference. But Treva, what happens when you get a craving mm. for a certain snack? What do we do? Right. And, you know, I think, Brian, you can probably, you know, attest to this can be the first step in listening to your body, like you had said, uh, and making a great choice in the snack department. And really with the mind shift of saying, okay, what's going to be best for my energy? Because there's definitely a reason why we have cravings. And that's like a whole different podcast. Um, we're usually lacking something when we have certain cravings. Uh, and it could be that our body just wants more of that. But we want to help you make a better choice when you actually have cravings. And so, Brian, I think you know that there's about four things that you crave when you want a snack. What are those? Well, it's the, the four are craving something salty, craving something sweet, craving something crunchy and just craving something because you're flat out hungry. So Treva, let's talk a little bit about the first one here when you're craving something salty because you're kind of a salty girl, aren't you? <laughs> Actually, I am. If I'm going to crave something, it's going to be something salty, which usually means I'm minerally imbalanced, which is, again, another topic. But uh, I would say this. Let's, let, let me give you three ideas for a healthy choice when you're craving salty foods. So beef jerky, it gets a bad rap. But be careful to avoid sodium and sugar-filled brands, but the low-sodium, natural, organic, or even lightly flavored options are a great source of protein. So this chewy little snack also keeps fresh for months when it's packed properly. Um, salty again, chips and crackers. <laughs> chips and crackers, oh my. I said it. Yes, I did. Nice. And people, again, are going to get mad at me for saying chips and crackers. But like I said before, there's so many healthy options in grocery stores when it comes to chips and crackers. So choose a bag of sweet potato or lentil or even some popcorn or bean chips and add it to your favorite hummus flavors. This covers kind of both the crunchy and salty. And then my favorite of the three is salsa. So if you're too busy and you don't like to cook or even 
combine, um, the grocery store has yummy salsa in large enough containers that you can use this snack for, for a few days as well. And if you're brave, you know, just look it up online. You can, that's a few ingredients in there. So salsa is another one. Those three are great options. Well, you are obviously the salty host and I'm obviously the sweet host. (laughs) So if we're Um, craving something sweet here, Treva, what are some options that you can give us? Okay. So, uh, one of the things for sweet is, and one of my favorite bars is a kind bar and I'm not necessarily a huge supporter of prepackaged bars, but I make an exception for kind bars, uh, thanks to their all nut base. I love it. So when you're in a pinch and you're really that in that hangry stage, keep one of these stashed in your bag as a quick, like nutritious way to stop that grumbling tummy. Um, and then another one is another favorite too, is yogurt parfait. So, um, again, you can go to the grocery store or even in a transportable container for, you know, making them at home, alternate layers of non fat Greek yogurt, or even coconut milk yogurt with a handful of fruit. You can do either fresh or frozen and you can even top it with a drizzle of honey. If you needed a little bit, something a little bit sweeter and then sprinkle it with toasted oats, um, or even some, uh, toasted coconut and, and, and crunch to this, it, this protein probiotic pack treat, and it will definitely, uh, cr- you know, it'll curb that sweet craving. And then, like I talked about before, trail mix is probably my favorite of these. Um, it's my favorite go-to on the run because again, you know, you go get a bunch of things you can mix together, uh, put it in some good big jars and then if you're looking for a protein, a good bang for your buck are almonds and pistachios. Those two have more protein than other nuts. So I'm thinking being a batch, you're going to have a grab and go for weeks. So what about craving something crunchy? Crunchy. Okay. So let me give you three of those. Um, nut butter boat would be my first. And this looks like something that you would feed your kids, but it's a, a great snack for, for you too. And any vehicle for nut butter is a perfect choice in my book. So try loading a few celery sticks with a serving of any nut butter, like almond, cashew, or walnut. Um, and then top it with a few whole almonds and raisins. And if you're not a fan of celery, try scooping out the middle of an apple and filling it with um, a nut butter of your choice. And then were you going to say something? No, I, I was heard just going to say I was making me hungry right there because actually <laughs> that is one of my snacks is crunchy but also a little bit sweet by doing the almond butter and putting it on an apple or using the, um, the raw organic honey, the non-heated, mm. which you had turned me on to, Treva, and putting that on an apple or a banana really yep. kind of takes care of that as well. So thanks Absolutely. for making me hungry. <laughs> well, we'll just keep going. There's a few more um, hummus in a cup and you can do something a little unconventional. Try a coffee mug or even a ball jar and put some spoonfuls of your favorite hummus at the bottom of the container and then stick a handful of vegetable sticks, whether it's carrots or celery or snow peas, something like that, vertically in the hummus, screw the top on and then throw it in your purse or your work bag. And then you've got a super great go-to uh, healthy snack. And then the last one, and um, I love the nut butter boats, but rice cakes that have gotten made fun of since back in the 80s when they were supposed to be this big diet food, those little round hockey pucks make for great snacks, especially when you dress them up. So try some, again, nut butter, um, some coconut sprinkled with honey, and there you can add some all fruit jelly on top of it. And you can actually make yourself a peanut butter and jelly nut sandwich. Well, lastly here, when we're craving something substantial, when we're just actually really hungry, can you give us uh, three examples of that? 
Right. So three examples of that. When you really are hungry and need something just almost like a small meal, um, consider a deli roll up. So it's like a sandwich without the bread. And um, I'm particular about um, lunch meat. But again, this could be um, a better option for what you're currently eating. So this paleo friendly savory snack packs in um, almost double the protein of a hard-boiled egg, and um, you, you can sneak in a few vegetables to boot. So remember to stick with a lower salt variety of meat and keep those blood pressure spike sodium levels in check. Um, and then the other one, one of the other ones is a mini bean and cheese quesadilla. Again, I don't want any emails from people because this can be a good option for those of you that don't eat all that healthy. Uh, it might take an extra minute to prep, but combining like these two high protein treats is really worth it, especially when you get lots of fiber and calcium. So cook it in a non-dry stick pan until the cheese is melted and the tortilla is lightly brown. Then wrap it in foil and stick it in a plastic bag for you know easy transport. I think um, the last one for me is investing in a good protein powder. Um, and I can help anybody who's looking for what would work best for them. And that can go a long way for both meals and also snacks. So just in a shaker container, add your favorite flavor of protein powder and your choice of liquid. It's that easy. You get lots of protein and it kind of pulls you through to the next meal. So it carries a lot of protein in it and it'll sustain you, it'll sustain you through that lull of the day. Well, we just can't stress enough that when you're starting out to find a snack that you actually like and then try to find the healthiest version of it. And we talk about that often about making the healthiest choice. And remember that these are just ideas that were given and some of these sound appealing. Some of these may be, rep, uh, what's the other word, uh, repelling. <laughs> and uh, whatever it is, the, guy, the whole point of this is just to give you as a guide and some suggestions. And we want you to make progress and not perfection. And uh, you can make this happen with a snack. We believe sleep is foundational to develop an energy edge. It's challenging enough to be productive and creative, especially when you're tired or even exhausted. But what if you had a quick guide to give you a jump start, something to point you in the right direction? That's the exact reason for the sleep guide called Sleep Your Way to the Top, 10 Secrets to Getting Better Sleep. To download your free copy, visit www.energyedgepodcast.com. That was www.energyedgepodcast.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. So here's a quick review. We gave eight reasons of why we snack. It could be anywhere from boredom and habit to stress, and maybe we need more water. We're not eating properly. We're lacking in protein. Um, we're actually hungry, and or maybe we're just flat-out procrastinating. And the two different types of snacks we talk about sometimes could be being prepared or could be on the go. And the different venues for snacks could be when we're in the corporate world or we're working from home or traveling or a different variety of that. And then we give a whole bunch of snack ideas. And on that, we have that free resource for you at livingtree.co forward slash great snacks. And you will find 40 plus different snack ideas. So we've come to the point in the podcast here at the end where we talk about what nows. So I'm sure there are two very, very practical what now suggestions that you have for us. What are they, Treva? Absolutely. And very easy. So one is just determine when you snack and especially when you struggle. Uh, and two is decide on a healthy version that will give you energy. Just one upgrade. Well, we're adding a new segment to the show and it's called rate and review shout out. And what this is, is we will take somebody who took the time to do a rate and review for the Energy Edge podcast on iTunes and uh, let you know exactly what they had said for their rate and review and uh, just a little bit about them. So the first one comes from Val Brown and Val Brown's title was a must listen. 
and she had written for her review, Essential Content for High Performers Who Want to Gain and Keep an Energy Edge, Increase Productivity and Life Satisfaction, Brian and Trita Deliver. And we want to thank Val Brown, who can be found at visualbridgecommunication.com, visualbridgecommunication.com. And Val is actually an, an Emory Award winner and helps individuals to be able to deliver their unique value, distill their core message, and deliver their brilliance to the world. And she is absolutely awesome. Checked out her site and highly, highly recommend. So thank you so much, Val, for taking the time to be able to do that for us. And if you are interested in doing a rate and review, I'd be happy to do, we record this on the episode and uh, give you a little shout out as well. Well, let's wrap this episode up. Next episode preview is an interview with Aaron McHugh of Work Life Play. And we get into the correlation between emotions and energy, which seems odd, but how does emotional energy drain us and what we're going to do about it? And here's a clip. Let's just pretend for a minute that like if we were going to go run a mile, we have to have some stored energy and it has to come from a place in order to power our one mile run. And that's a so good, what, good example. Yeah. So just something simple. So let's just say it's a hundred calories to run one mile. Well, then that same thing is true for you and I to have a 30 minute conversation here. This has to come from some place of stored energy and that at an emotional level. Well, we hope this episode challenged you to view snacks as a source of energy. And now you have some tools and some ideas and some motivation to make change in this area. Well, thanks for making it to this point in the episode. We value you and your time. And you found this episode to be of value. We strongly encourage you to pass it on to somebody else. And uh, if you're willing to do a rate and review on iTunes, we would appreciate that as well. So as always, we'll try and do better next time. Go and get your energy edge on today through snacks. <laughs>